I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. Not Vince, not, not Vinti Mocha. No, we didn't go with that. <laughs> I'm Michael Hutchinson. How's things, man? Uh, they're going pretty good. Yourself? Uh, awesome. Life is awesome. Everything is good. You know, it's all. I, my penis still gets hard, so life is good. Oh, that is true. No you, blue pill needed no, yet. No blue pill needed yet. Sure not, you, you haven't hit your forties yet. Uh, no, it's like six months away. So maybe, does everything change that day? It does. I get a finger up my ass and, uh, I, then my penis stops working. That's right. That, your wife has to look for hemorrhoids on your ass. And yeah. Already, <laughs> yeah. That's already happened from, uh, this is 40. <laughs> look at my ass. What is that? I can't see it. What is it? What are you doing? I'm trying to take a picture of it. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm trying to take a picture. I can feel it. I can feel something's wrong. I don't know what it is. Tell Is it green? What color is it? Yeah. A good movie. That was a good movie. That was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, although I've watched it uh, twice since then. And uh, wasn't I laughed hysterically the first time, and I didn't laugh as hard the second or third time, which is the case with any comedy. But it felt like the drop off was more, um, unlike like uh, Super Bad or Hangover. Those two, uh, I don't know. I put them back on and I watch them, and I still laugh. I don't laugh yeah. as hard as the first time, but I still laugh a lot. Uh, so. Not so much as Super Bad, but uh, yeah, the Hangover. Yeah, it's still just funny. Uh, I, Holocaust Superman. ring? They gave out rings at the Holocaust? McLove. I mean, when he's just, when it, I love super bad when he's walking, when they're walking to school, actually, well, he's looking at his mom's boobs. Uh, Jonah Hill is looking at uh, Michael Sarah's mom's boobs. And then they're walking to school and Jonah Hill discovered that when you get a hard on, if you, you know, bring it up to your waistband that, you know, you can hide it. And I think that's hysterical because all guys at some point figured that out, how to hide the heart on by, you know, going up to the waistband. So you're experiencing Jonah Hill's like that eureka moment of, yes. of oh, I found a place to put it. Uh, but then he goes on and then he talks about how when it rubs, uh, it's kind of pleasurable. I never had that experience. Like fucking your waistband is squeezing the shit out of it. So it usually goes away pretty quickly because it hurts. But I don't know. Maybe I'd. I had a tighter waistband than most. Anyway, um, uh, what else? I was beforehand. I was talking. We just we did the last podcast. We did a bunch of movies, um, but we didn't talk about the greatest movie of the year, Compliance. Which uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Nope, I have not seen Compliance. Uh, it was one of the Academy screeners. Um, I think it actually came out last March. Um, I don't know if it's available on video yet, uh, but you'll. I think you'll know the story. Uh, happened in 2006. A uh, at a McDonald's in Kentucky, the uh, manager, by instruction of an FBI agent on a phone on the phone, strip searched one of her employees. Oh yeah, Martin did tell me about that. Yeah, I movie, remember talking about it. The movie is so great. Um, I I I knew the story, and I don't. Do you remember the story, or do you know the story? I no, just from what oh. he told me. Okay. Now. So I remember in 2006 when this happened, uh, there, a, a McDonald's in, in, like I say, Kentucky, a guy calls the McDonald's and says that the, uh, 18 year old girl at the counter, uh, reached into a woman's purse and took money while she wasn't looking while the girl, while the woman was placing the order and, uh, needs the manager needs to bring her into the office and strip search her. And they get the girl uh, completely naked. This is all by phone. This is all over the phone. It's all done over the phone. The officer is 
uh, got all sorts of excuses, you know, he's on his way. Uh, and if, you know, if you could just really do this for me, it would, uh, it would make things much smoother. Um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, positive reinforcement tactics, um, that the officer uses. I, okay. I had heard about the story in 2006 and in 2006, when I heard about it, uh, which it was covered on Dateline and fucking, you know, 2020 and those shows, um, it was not the first incidents. Uh, and I knew that in 2006 when they talked about it, uh, this had happened over 70 times successfully. Is this the same guy doing them? They believe it's the same guy. Yes. Um, but it was, there were so many isolated incidents, incidences all over the United States, including Alaska that, you know, Alaska, I don't know if there was a thing in any, in Hawaii that they couldn't trace it back because, you know, they obviously are the local McDonald's doesn't have a trace on their phone. Uh, this is 1986. So, I mean, we have Star 69 is in existence then, but uh, not really all the cell phone uh, caller ID technology that is just commonplace today. You had to pay for it and shit like that. Uh, and the guy was using uh, uh, phone cards. He was using uh, AT&T cards. And I guess I didn't realize until actually watching the movie, uh, but that blocks the number or, or cloaks the number that you're ca- calling from. So next you dial into an 800 center and then from there you dial the number and you put in your code. Uh, I, I'd never use, I've never used those types of yeah, calling. You dial like one 800 AT&T or, or what was it? Collect. What's the, I don't know. I do. There's right? one that was like call collect or something like that. And you'd call that number. And then from there you'd punch in a number. And then from there you'd punch in the phone number you want. Okay. So when I was 14, I had a calling card that was issued by our phone company. And it was like a, our telephone number plus a pin. Yeah. And I could call, I could go to any payphone and make a call using it. Uh, but that was all I needed. And I, I didn't know if I didn't call an 800 number and then put in a thing. Anyway, but that's what this guy was doing. Uh, and 70 cases all over the country as they started to kind of piece everything together. But I mean, it's an extraordinary case. You, uh, you call the local police department. Well, first off, you bring the girl in at the McDonald's, you strip her down. At some point, you start to figure out that the person that you're on the phone with isn't the FBI. They're, you know, crazy or whatever. And you apologize to the employee. And I mean, what is the employee going to really do? You know, it's a series of unfortunate events. You call the police. The police are going to think you're crazy. Everybody's crazy. So there's probably a ton of unreported cases. And there's probably cases that were reported to the police that the police just thought that this was crazy and how are they going to investigate it, resources, all that sort of stuff. So you could see where a lot of times it would fall through the cracks. But the guy was very successful. Uh, As I was saying, he used positive reinforcement. Um, As we learned, uh, as we learned after the fact, um, he was trying to, or his ultimate dream was to become a police officer. Uh, so he spoke, he learned how to speak like a a cop does, uh, certain things like, um, if whenever he would, uh, early on when he would get someone new on the phone, he would tell them, uh, to address him as uh, officer or sir. Um, and that is when you're told to, to say, sir, or officer to somebody, you automatically mentally put them in a, in a place of respect. Uh, so you break down all these barriers or you, or you, you, I guess you put up these barriers or whatever. 
uh, obstacles of, for people to believe that he is an officer and that he is doing what everything is legit. Uh, so in 2006, I heard this story that this guy did this. What really made Kentucky famous is that uh, there was a surveillance camera in the office. So everything that happened to this poor 18-year-old girl um, was all recorded on tape, which means that then you have evidence now for a court case and evidence for people to watch or, or for you know to submit in a court for people to, to have in court. So uh, in 2006 when this happened, you had everybody who was involved um, that, that did this to this girl uh, were all high school educated or better. The person who – and this was also why it stuck with me. The person who realized who was the voice of reason was the janitor who dropped out of school in ninth grade. <laughs> when the janitor finally finds out that this girl is in the office naked – He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Are you out of your mind? This is crazy. What, you're telling me a cop is calling on the phone? Finally, the voice of reason has arrived, the, you know, the ninth grade dropout, and her torture stops. She was in the office for like three or four hours. And it starts out, the female manager brings her into the office. Uh, the guy speaks in a very manipulative way where he, he doesn't know that she's, you know, he calls and he's like, you have a young girl working at the counter? Uh, yeah, Sarah. And uh, she's, uh, what color is her hair? Blonde. Yeah, yeah, you have a young blonde girl. And then the person begins to believe that he told her this information when he just extracts the information from her. Uh, so they pull the girl into the office and then uh, the manager pulls a, a female shift leader into the office. They do the strip search. He convinces the manager to take her clothes and uh, – put him in the manager's car, which is one of the most hilarious things about it, uh, that he's going to send an officer by to pick up the clothes so they can examine the clothes to see if the uh, money is in the clothes. Uh, and they don't want to, well, why can't you just come in the uh, restaurant and get it? Oh, we don't want to disturb anybody and cause a scene. As soon as we come in the restaurant, we have to arrest her. You don't want her to be arrested, do you? No, 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 no. So this is the best for her. So shit like that, they keep saying over and over to her. Um, and the, the manager goes along with it. And you're sitting here watching this movie and you're going, there's no way. This is ridiculous. There's no way that this actually happened. And Deanna was squirming and hating it like 10 minutes in. And I had to hit the pause button and I pulled up the wiki and I started reading it to her. And I'm like, this is all completely true, completely legit. The Finally, the, the manager, the woman has to work in the uh, – the restaurant gets really busy and she has to work – so the guy on the phone asks if there's someone else who can take over. So the manager calls her fiancé, a guy who comes in, who is not connected to the restaurant at all, to watch the naked girl in the office. Oh, speaking of, uh, it's really cool. The, as I told you, there's three hours of video. A portion of the video has been leaked on the internet. <laughs> all right. Yeah, which I downloaded. I actually have. Um, you, it's fairly easy to do a search for it uh, and find it. Although be very careful of the site that you're at that shows it because um, that led into a whole other thing. It's one of those sites I spent well, – after I found the video, I spent three hours on the website. And it's one of those uh, train wreck websites where um, 
you can, if you click on the right thing, you're going to be amused and have fun for the next three hours, but the wrong click is going to scar you for the rest of your life. <laughs> like a virus right. in your own brain. Um, one of the other videos that I clicked on the site, uh, I was, I was trying to, I was like, what the hell is that? And it's a girl in high heels stepping on a, uh, a dildo. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm watching it. And then I realized, oh, she's not stepping on a dildo. She is stepping on a real penis that is coming through a hole in floorboards. And I hit, and that, and at that point I hit pause and I was like, do I really want to continue watching this? (laughs) And I hit play again and I'm watching for a few more. And just as the high, the spike starts to go in onto the shaft, I hit pause again. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. (laughs) I don't need to see. I don't know. Yeah, this is it. But I watched uh, also on that site. I can't even. I don't know the name of it. I should promote it. I watched uh, a mother, a drunk mother and daughter in a cam show, which was bizarre. You could tell they were like from the Midwest on like an iChat thing that was recorded. <laughs> um, there's various bizarre spring break videos. There was I saw a porn star uh, giving a like 90 year old guy a hand job that was hilarious. That he's you, you just watching this old guy that can barely speak weird shit on this site. Anyway, you can download and see part of the video and it's okay. Back to the story. Cause it <laughs> intertwines with this video. Uh, I, I became obsessed with this subject, especially after watching the movie. I knew the story back then watched the movie. And I really thought that the movie is the most awesome movie I've seen all year. I laughed hysterically at how stupid people are. On the other side of it, it's also the most horrific movie in the world because this poor girl. It's how I stupid mean, people are. <laughs> well, yeah, and how stupid people are, it's horrific. Um, I really feel sorry for this girl. It shouldn't have happened to her. Um, on the other side of it, though, it's just, I mean, it's just hilarious. It just, I can't, I can't get enough of how fucking dumb people are. Um so the fiance comes in. Fiance uh, has two daughters from a previous marriage. Goes to church. He is uh, God fearing and has, I believe, has no ill bone in his body. Unfortunately, dumb as a pile of sticks. And the guy on the phone gets uh, has him have the girl. And this is the video that's available on the internet. Have the girl perform jumping jacks to try and dislodge the money that he's now claiming has been shoved up her vagina. Um, and then, uh, so you see her, you see her doing dances and jumping jacks. Uh, then the, any, the guy on the phone uh, talks to the girl as well. Whenever she's resistant, he gets on the phone with her and he does the whole officer bit and uh, convinces her, coerces her into following what, you know, the nice man in front of him is doing. So uh, he fingers her and looks around, explores to see if he can find it. And then somehow, and the movie doesn't cover this. It's in the, uh, the story of it. Uh, the fiance, the police officer instructs the girl to, that explains to the girl, imagine what the fiance is going through. This is really tough on him. You know, you should be, uh, you know, you should have some compassion for him. It's not his fault that he has to deal with this. Um, so as a reward, instructs the girl to perform fellatio on the fiance. That's the <laughs> rock bottom of this where I, it's now turned into rape. Um, and the, the video stopped short of that. 
because you know now she's being forced into committing a sexual act and also in her defense and you have a 19 year old daughter um in watching the movie you're i know i know that you may be and of course people who are listening are just thinking no way there's just no way um you know 18 years old you're stupid and impressionable um so while you say that the girl should have known better you watch the structure of events and everything that happens and then i watched the 2020 interview and the uh, the guy on 2020 was like, why didn't you just run away? And she's like, I'm standing naked in the office. My clothes are gone. I'm trapped. And she's like 90 pounds. And she's like, there's a guy twice my weight that's between me and the door. So really from the beginning, they just break her down and make her a prisoner. And she does feel stuck. What's she going to do? She's going to run out, out of the office and through the, uh, the restaurant naked. I mean, where is she going to go? What is she, and she's constantly being told that the police are on their way. So they really fucked with this girl. On the other side of it, the guy who is actually on the phone committing it or committing the crime. I'm really torn with because I don't know that he's the one who's really committing the crime. I mean, he's pretending to be a police officer, which is a felony uh, and you can't do that. But other than that, I'm is it really a felony over the phone? Uh, it's a yeah. I think it's. It, I mean, if you're wearing a uniform or have lights, you know, red and blue lights on your car, I can understand. But if you're call somebody up and say, hey, "I'm a cop," yeah, because like sometimes in bars, uh, to avoid fights, guys will tell other guys that they're a police officer, and they've gone. They've ended up after then the fight breaks out. They've gone to jail and gotten busted for that because you're hmm. impersonating an officer. You can't do that. Um, but. I mean, I'm amazed and in awe of the guy on the phone because he's pulling the ultimate prank and it's fucking hilarious. If I could easily see that we could be on that end of the conversation laughing our asses off that we're getting some dumb 18 year old girl <laughs> to blow some dude in a Kentucky restaurant. Uh, it's just it's fucking hilarious. It's just great. It's crank Yankers. Isn't it's the, yes. The, the TV show the, crank Yankers to the oh, it's crank Yankers meets jackass to the <laughs> ultimate stupid, stupid thing in the world. Um, so this guy, uh, the fiance has her per, perform fellatio on him. Um, I don't know if it's to completion. That part of it isn't covering the story, but that was when he realized that he had done that. I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's the excitement of just being horny that he thought this was a good idea as it was sort of happening. But then, you know, that, that post, uh, sex feeling when you've slept with a one night stand or someone you shouldn't have, or an ex-girlfriend and everything comes to you. The moment that the, the load shoots out, so does all, all the anxiety comes in. Yeah. And you're like, I shouldn't have done this. So I don't know if that was the point, but, uh, he left the office, uh, the, and he called and he immediately called a friend of his and had told his friend on the phone, and this was covered in the court records and everything, that uh, he had just done something really bad. So he realized at that point that he shouldn't have done this, but didn't do anything to help the girl or didn't realize like that the person on the phone wasn't a cop, which I don't know. I mean, a cops, cops never going to ask you to perform fellatio on somebody <laughs> for a part it's of a public service announcement yeah, right there. That's for everyone just, listening. It's just never going to happen. If a cop ever mentions fellatio, it's not, it's just not, not a cop. Yeah. Not a cop. Uh, so that was when the manager needed to find someone else 
to uh, watch her and had asked the janitor. And that was when the janitor was like, are you guys fucking nuts? And then everything fell apart. Uh, the police arrived. They were able to trace back the call. Uh, then it was like by coincidence that the cop was calling another jurisdiction. And that jurisdiction thought that he was talking about a restaurant in another another restaurant. And they were able to put together that this had happened multiple times. And then they were able to trace those back to a uh, Walmart that the cards had been bought at. And then they were able to look at surveillance footage. It's really amazing. I mean, uh, to officers' credit, they actually – this is actually an investigation that made their way back to the actual person who had done it. Um, so uh, the the video gets leaked online. It goes to court. She sues, of course. Um, and rightfully so. She got a couple of million bucks. Uh, the manager sued as well. Uh, her take was she sued McDonald's because McDonald's corporate knew that this had happened. And uh, corporate didn't – her take was they didn't do enough to prevent it from happening in the future. Uh, apparently some fast food restaurants had sent out memos to uh, locations informing managers of these prank calls. Uh, but I don't know if this manager had read it or not. I'm not, I don't remember on that. Um, anyway, they got the guy and they, when they checked his house, his house was filled with a bunch of firearms. It actually wasn't even a house. It's a mobile home. Uh, he lives there with his, was living there with his wife and two girls, uh, two daughters and uh, a bunch of guns and uh, like police interrogation books and he was working as a corrections officer um but i guess there you're not like uh you're not a city employee you're not a cop you're like a security guard that works at the correctional mm-hmm. facility um to which a week later after he was caught he lost that job um so he was brought to court and no the charges they couldn't make him stick because all, i mean they didn't they don't have a recorded conversation. They can't really prove it's him. They couldn't link the phone card directly to him, but they found phone cards in his uh, house that were in his trailer that were used in connection with other of now they start putting the investigation together and figure out that like 70 restaurants across the country, mostly fast food, occasional Applebee's or whatever here and there, but mostly fast food. Uh, so the guy, the guy doesn't go to jail. The guy is ultimately uh, let off, which I could see that tough to build evidence against them. I mean, yeah, phone call. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, just, didn't really do anything. You didn't touch the girl. You impersonated an officer is probably the heaviest thing that you did. Um, and I guess was an accomplice to rape, but you, I mean, how do you make that stick? Yeah. You don't didn't enforce anything, but, but they don't have door. like, they don't have a recording of him doing it. And, you know, how can you really get anybody to identify his voice, you know, after everything is all said and done and now plenty of months have passed. And so now since they arrested him and he's been let go, uh, none of these incidences have occurred anywhere in the United States. Hmm. So you're pretty sure that you got the right person, but just a tough thing to, to litigate. The guy, the fiance, uh, they, their marriage never went through. They broke up and uh, he's actually went to jail for five years because unlike the guy on the phone, they have surveillance footage of him 
doing these things to the uh, 18-year-old girl, and he should have known better. Uh, although he didn't fuck her, he didn't perform anything on her. I mean, I guess he stuck his fingers in her searching for something, but she performed fellatio on him. So, I mean, it is rape, and he got busted for it, and mentally it's rape, uh, and he should have known better, but it, it's not like like he forced himself upon her. Like it's the guy on the phone that forced it. So it's, well, it's he still up did well. it though. I mean, come he on, did. he did. He, I, and you would know if some guy's on the phone telling you, Hey, why don't you go finger bang this girl? See if there's money up there. No. Right. I, I wouldn't do it. And I'm not really trying to defend him. I'm just sort of exploring all the, uh, the craziness of the case, just all the options that, I mean, people had to weigh. You know that's that's the conversation in the delivery room has to occur. Like, did he really do something wrong aside from being stupid? And then, to what degree does his stupidity outweigh the manager's stupidity and the eighteen-year-old's stupidity? Because even though we know she's eighteen and she doesn't know better, she's still an adult and should be treated that way. So yeah, but uh, it'd be hard for her because she she has no clothes. Right, she's trapped. She, yeah. yeah, she's she's trapped in there. I mean, but. We're giving her the benefit of the doubt, but she's still 18. She can die for her country. She can vote. She should be treated. We shouldn't give her that benefit of the doubt. She should be just as smart as the rest of them. So she should know that she doesn't have to perform fellatio at an officer's well, and, request. And that's true, yeah. Or have some guy finger. Right. Or do jumping jacks. So, <laughs> although the jumping jacks, you really should watch the video. I mean, as bad as it <laughs> is, I, I'm in love. I mean, the... It just to start to have her do jumping jacks to see if it'll dislodge it. Oh, it's just brilliant. Um, uh, anyway, Did so they ever talk about how much money she took? I mean, no, they it, don't in the movie and so, they didn't so, in any of the articles. So it could be like five bucks. She took five bucks out of my wallet and I, I want this back. I have no idea how much. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but does it matter? I mean, it, it, what I, <laughs> um, so he's, he goes to jail for five years. Uh, so, I mean, it sucks for him. Um, he, I, I suppose he deserves it, but it's such a weird thing. And like, he isn't exactly a criminal. I mean, he was, a. but no, I mean, but you know what you're doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, but I mean, like up to that point, he wasn't like a criminal, like he had no no past and he, and had this event not occurred to him, it wasn't like he was, he would have gone the rest of his life. He wouldn't have raped a woman. His, his biggest crime was he was dumb and from Kentucky. And that's where all of this came from. And the truth is, is after five years in jail, he's not going to be any smarter. He's still dumb and from Kentucky. So now he's probably worse off because being in jail for five years. Yes. And this is, but this is sort of where I'm trying to debate or, or come from with his thing is like, he did rape her, but he didn't maliciously rape her. He stupidly raped her. He was dumb. He raped her because he was so stupid. So it wasn't legitimate rape? Is that what you're That's saying? That's not what I'm saying <laughs> either. It sounds like it wasn't legitimate rape. But if if we're putting him in jail because he's a, a criminal and a threat to society, I'm saying he ain't ever going to get smarter. So he should be in jail for the rest of his life because he's dumb. Like someone else could, he's not going to get smarter. Someone else could convince him to do something else dumb and commit maybe, a crime. No, that's not true because you get rehabilitated in prison. And maybe he I, realized that I'm never going to do anything stupid like that again. 
he can't identify what stupid is. I bet he can now. I don't think so. I think so. If he's locked, I think in if a, an officer or, is on the phone telling him to get fellatio again, he's going to be like, "Oh no, I already did that. <laughs> Not going to do that again." But if someone shows up and says, you know, tells him to come to go rob a bank, he'd probably be like, "Okay, all right, all right." If you say we so, we just want to test the security system on <laughs> exactly. this bank. Hey, hi, this is the FBI. We want to test the B of A security system. Can you take a gun and go rob them? Um, okay, yeah, they drop the money off at the yeah. and put it in this car on your way out. So that's we my, give it back. That's my point, and that's where I'm trying to defend is like. He's not a. He's not going to ever rape anybody again. He was never a rapist. He's not a serial rapist. He's a serial idiot, and he's always going to be a serial idiot. So for that reason, I guess he should be in jail forever. And if that's the case, then we should start putting dumb people in jail. The girl. There'd be a lot of people in jail. There would be a lot of the girl should be in jail, and the manager, the guy who should be ruling the country, is the one who was smart enough to pull the prank, who was on the phone. (laughs) Because he's smarter than everybody else in the story. He's obviously able to get people to do things. Absolutely. Uh, the power of persuasion. So uh, I started reading more up on uh, reading on it, uh, reading up on it more. And uh, some psychologists got involved and started discussing because no one could believe how this could happen. And then, of course, when the next answer is it didn't only happen once, it happened 70 times at restaurants all across the U.S. Well, how is that possible? A lot of stupid people. A lot of stupid people, but the fast food industry is was the biggest target for this guy, and fast food employees are taught to not think and just do. That's how you move up the chain in a fast food restaurant. You listen to your superiors, and you do what they tell you to do. Everything is assembly line. It's you don't figure, you don't think about everything. You you just put the patty on the bun in this order, and that's the way that it's done. So they are employees that are preconditioned to just follow orders and follow orders from a superior. So this guy calls and does things like, don't call me, call me officer or sir. Uh, And then he would also do a lot of positive reinforcement by telling them you're doing a good job. This is, I, this is a tough situation. I understand that. And I know that it's very difficult on you, but I got to tell you, you're handling this smoothly, handling this better than anybody has ever handled this before. And as humans, we want to inherently follow orders. The most powerful human that exists still enjoys following orders and getting praise. It's just something that's in us. Um, when we do something right, we get a reward. It makes us happy. It's like posting something on Facebook and getting that like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is, is exactly that. Um, and we also love to hear that we were the best at it than anybody else. We want to be better at it than anyone else was. I was the best at receiving fellatio. I bet. Yeah. From a, from a potential criminal, from a potential criminal. Um, you know, I was, I, I received the most likes or I was the best at writing a Facebook poster. Um, so human, that being natural human behavior, then coupled with, uh, fast food employees just being taught to do, uh, and not to question just to follow orders, uh, made them an easy target. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I think that that is interesting that, you know, you figure if you would have called, it's like, why did these people do it? Well, if you would have called even a pet boys where a guy behind the counter is forced to figure out how to make something work on your car. So he's just forced to think every day. And the case with the janitor, the janitor being the guy in the situation with the ninth grade education, but he doesn't 
it's his day is not just following the not same cookie routine. cutter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got to clean, but sometimes there's trash in different places, of the parking lot. Sometimes he's trying to figure out how do I keep people from throwing trash in the fucking parking lot? Or how do I keep people from pissing on the toilet seat? I mean, there are mundane things to his job, but this guy has actually got to figure out how to get through his day easier each day. Um, so a guy behind the counter at Pep Boys, which could also be a high school employee, a diploma or a college or a dropout, Every day his job involves thinking or even a Home Depot. How do you – how do I get this to work with this? Got to think about it. But a fast food restaurant, no thinking. Bread, meat, lettuce, you know, this is what you do. And I mean the fucking registers have pictures of the food. They don't even, you don't even have to read. Don't even have to know how much change to give. So the perfect place to examine. Also in, in those – in reading about that, where are we here? I've been talking almost straight for 32 minutes. <laughs> Um, I read about where, you know, you'll probably be more interested in this at this point. Um, they did study, there was a, like Cambridge university or one of those, uh, universities did studies on human behavior and the, uh, power when we have power over people and they took students to a correctional facility and, uh, replaced the guards with, uh, college students and the college students could then handle the inmates and the inmates didn't know that they weren't uh, correctional guards, but that they were college students. The uh, test or examination, uh, what is it? Trial. I don't know. Exam test uh, had to be suspended early because the students went on a power trip and were abusing the prisoners. <laughs> they couldn't take it. So that becomes part of it in that uh, as much as we like to please people, uh, we also like inherently like to own people, you know, own slaves, have we, control. We, we want to be smarter than the others, yes, and, and then be evil to people. Um, there in a part of it, they talked about another study, which I think was UCLA. Uh, a, an ad was put in a paper looking for people to participate in a clinical study or lab study or whatever. Um, so people off the street came in. And they had an actor hooked up to a shock machine. And every time the actor lied, uh, the person who came in off the street for the study was to shock the actor. So uh, the actor was never actually getting shocked, just acting like they're getting shocked. So the person would come in off the street and the guy in a lab coat, that was the key, because we see that as someone's doctor. That's right. Explained to them to do this. Never told them why they were doing it. Never, there was no explanation. No one asked like, well, what do you learn from this? Or why am I shocking this guy? Or what good is it going to come from it? They just said, okay. And people sat there and had no problem shocking this guy over and over and over. Because someone from an authoritative position told them to do something. And even though they knew they were hurting the guy, they still continued to do it because our power trip over people. So really bizarre stuff to figure out, like to, to really figure out, absorb, and learn, and master to manipulate people, which is, I assume, part of teaching and manipulating <laughs> students. How to manipulate, yes. Right. I, I mean, you do the things you want them to do. Yeah, your students don't call you Michael, do they? No. Nope. They call you Mr. Hutchinson. So you're from a position I should of call. I should start having them call me sir. This semester, sir. Yeah, call me sir, sir, Mr. Hutchinson. Or whatever. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So the, I mean, it's those types of things. And then you use the positive reinforcement with them. You tell them they're doing a good job constantly. Even, yeah. even when you know they're doing a shitty job because it helps them. It curbs their behavior after what is it? After the sixth time, I think is when they start actually changing their behavior. So you're constantly saying you're doing a great job, even if they're not. Hey, I like the way you're writing. Hey, I like that you're sitting down in your seat. I like that you raised your hand and suddenly it starts kicking in. That's the that's the study is after the sixth time. Uh, I think it was, I think it's the sixth time. See, so you're manipulating those students. Absolutely. All day long. And your students aren't so bright. So you could actually probably convince them to perform fellatio on each other or on you. Um, <laughs> after I don't think it would take that much work probably to, to make yeah. that happen. Uh, not that you'd want to. Yeah, We've know. talked about that in previous uh, teachers and their students. Uh, but then again, that goes to, uh, you know, the power that we talked about that 60 year old couple and that kid in San Diego. And yeah. how does that happen? And maybe it is that power trip that the kid just falls into and thinks that, Oh, the teacher's telling me to do this. So I should do it. Um, no, cause he's getting praise. Oh, you're doing such a great job. Hey, let's get naked. Yeah, oh, let's you get know, naked. Hey, you got a really nice body there. I really like your chest. Yeah, I like your those biceps. Yeah. Let me put it in my mouth. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's like the, the best I've ever had. <laughs> this is the best dick I've ever sucked. Oh my God. You're, you're so good at just standing there, but people eat that stuff up. They want to hear that. Right. Yeah. Now the other, story- he's like, oh, you got a third nipple, dude. Come on. Really? I mean, well, that, yeah, guy, that kid true. wouldn't have been back. That is true. Um, and I, and that's a way of manipulating people. You find a girl in a bar who's got uh, like, you know, you prettiest girl, but has some sort of flaw. And this, I mean, we see this all the time in movies. You point out and identify that flaw. You know, break her down. Yeah. Break her down. And then, you know, and tell her it's not so bad or that you can deal with it or you like her big ears or whatever, big nose. And, mm-hmm. um, and she, and people are like, how could that possibly work? But you're giving her praise and you're accepting her for her fault. It's the backhanded compliment. Yes, the the girl, backhanded girls compliment. love the backhanded. That dress makes you look good. Yeah. And they all say they don't. Exactly. They, the, the dress makes me look good. Does that mean I'm fat, but this dress makes <laughs> <Right>. me? <laughs> yeah, I finally look good. Uh, and they respond to that. Which I suppose men do too, but I think it's just the backhanded compliment is more so used on women than it is on men. It is. Well, if you go up to a woman and you're like, oh, you're so beautiful. Yeah, well, she hears Now and our head's getting bigger. Right. Right. Now it's, well, I'm so beautiful and you're average, so why would I want to go home with you? So you got to give her a little light. Right. You're gorgeous, man. If you just fix that nose, you'd be a 10. <laughs> what the exactly. fuck am I now? <laughs> exactly. I thought you said I was gorgeous. Well, I mean, if you fix the nose, you'd be so much better. That's right. Um, the uh, the other part of the study that uh, or actually I don't even know that I read it in that I, it was I read it I've seen this study elsewhere where uh, you you do a clinical study and you bring people in and a guy in a lab coat tells you that uh, I forget how it works but you push you're shown a room with a guy in it and you can push button number one to shock him and then you're shown a room with a puppy in it and you can push button number two to shock the puppy. And you have to, then you're, I think that's just simply it. You're forced to choose between the two and no one will ever shock the puppy. Oh, no. Why would you shock a puppy? (laughs) Exactly. So we will, that's the other thing that's inherent to us is we will be cruel (laughs) to other humans, but we won't hurt the animal. Now, of course, there's plenty of people across the country that will hurt animals, but. It would be the same if it were a baby. So say you have three rooms, so you have a baby, a teenager, an adult. Who, Who would get the most shocks? Well, the adult, what, think a so? baby, a teenager, an adult. Okay, that depends. Um, am I a parent of a teenager? 
exactly. because then I think I would shock the, the shit out of the teenager. Because he needs to learn something. Um, There's a lesson that he needs to learn. Don't know what it is. I once uh, I wanted to do this uh, this uh, little short, uh, the Datelines, where uh, Chris Hansen um, busts the guy for trying to have sex with the underage girl. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, right? Uh, to get, to catch a predator. Yeah, to catch a predator. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do one where a guy, uh, had inappropriate conversations with an underage girl, uh, over the internet, uh, transcripts where, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, her asshole and his asshole and shit like that. Um, and talks about shit like he, you know, wants to defecate on her. And then he shows up and then Chris Hansen comes out and tries to bust him. And the guy's explanation is, I wasn't trying to have sex with her. I just wanted to shit on her. <laughs> Why right. would you want to shit on her? Because I have a 12-year-old daughter and I want to shit on her, but I can't. <laughs> I fucking hate teeny. I hate my kid. So I figured if I could come here and shit on her and I thought, oh, this would be a cute little short. Like people get like, it out of my system. I just want to get it out of my system. We'd lead it all the way there that, you know, you think it's like about anal sex or something like that and some deviant behavior. Then when you go back and you look at the transcripts as Chris Hansen's trying to say them back to her, you realize that this guy just wants to <laughs> shit on this girl. And, and it, well, is that illegal? Is that, you There's know, no sexual release in this at all. I just know <laughs> none. I just want to shit my on daughter's her. daughter's a bitch. I fucking <laughs> hate my daughter. <laughs> I want to shit on her. Um, I don't remember what the hell that website was. Oh, li- there it is. Live leak. But I think that that could work. It's like Andre Serrano's piss Christ, where he had the crucifix and a uh, bottle of, of piss. Um, you know, and people were totally against it. And he's like, it, it just symbolizes Jesus the way he was. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the way people treated Jesus on earth. So you can look at things on two different angles. That's the video makes for great podcasts but oh, absolutely pretty cute um i'll have to get that link buck naked and i think he starts takes yeah look at that <laughs> she's got her <laughs> all right we have to explain this um <laughs> as as the video opens up where the fuck is the music coming from oh it's playing on two there we go um she, her legs are spread and uh each one of her heels that's your the ball of your foot? No, the heel. Yeah. Each one of her heels is on uh, the fiance's shoulder on each shoulder. So he's between her legs. Looking <laughs> Star- in. Still looking in and staring up her crotch. <laughs> Looks like she's holding it open. Maybe is that what she's. I, yeah, her hand is sort of covering it, but not knowing the background of the story, you would totally think that this is, you know, that they're both consenting and it's sexual. And I thought, Oh, you know what? It's on the dateline. There is a scene where she's naked and uh, the his fiance, the woman, the manager walks in, and he quickly throws the thing at her to cover her up, um, because that became a thing in court. The manager kept saying she was never naked. Whenever I walked in, she was clothed. But there's video that shows that you know she was naked. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. People aren't. Yeah. So someone just walks in. Oops. Yeah, someone, the woman, the manager walks in and they quickly cover her up. But, and that just tells me that the 18 year old's like got to be in on it. Like, otherwise, why would the, wouldn't the 18 year old be like, why are you covering me up? I yeah. thought you, it should be okay that, you know, you're watching, she watches you look in my vagina. And then the manager walks out and you can. Uh, and he goes back to work? And he goes back to work, yeah. And you can see him on the phone right here. Yeah, this is probably a terrible podcast. <laughs> um, and then here's they're gonna make her do jumping jacks. 
I love this girl. I just want to give this girl a hug. I love her so much. Well, find out who she is. Let's give her a call. She's got two million bucks. But I just, no. I want to hug her. Cause I, she, bet, like, I bet that two million is gone now. <laughs> just because she's so stupid and I feel sorry for her. And then I just think she's funny. <laughs> she's dancing. Come on, where's the jumping jacks? <laughs> she's, she's her, 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 hands her hands are up, are, her, dancing around just in case. There, so there's nothing in her armpits. She's like jogging in place. Yes. Yeah, she's, 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 um, yeah, this yeah, here's is, the jumping jacks. You definitely got to see this video. Oh, it's so brilliant. And there's nothing better than a girl doing jumping jacks naked, naked. from a surveillance camera. <laughs> uh, they don't go into the blowjob. Efuckit.com. E-F-U-K-T.com. Yeah, you got to check that out. That's um, and the, definitely the, worth a watch there. The site is filled with uh, like uh, things that you may not ever want to see. E- <laughs> Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, <clears throat> there's there, like I don't know. Let's see, old people. Her now, does she phone. want that video? I mean, it it can't be. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't be stopped. I guess you could put the uh, cease and desist. That's yeah, but I mean, it's already on the internet, so you'll find it elsewhere. Um, this is just this happens to be where I found it. Uh, we need to give her a call. Mother of the year. This is the video of the mother and daughter. Um, oh, painfully awkward moments in porn. Yeah, that was, uh, there are, uh, videos of really ugly girls on casting couches, which is kind of cruel. Um, there was only one of them that I chuckled at, but I don't really, I mean, if you're ugly, I I don't know if it's like, it's just mean. Um, but there's one that cracked me up a, uh, there's a girl riding a guy and, uh, it becomes, you can hear the car going by on the front. That's our soundproof studio. Uh, another guy comes in to do her in the ass, so it's double penetration. And the guy that goes to do her in the ass has this growth hanging down from his ass cheek, like two inches. So you're watching the video, and as soon as it's on here, as soon as it happens, as soon as he comes in, because uh, the guy who instructs it, as I have now given, spoiled it, uh, says, wait till minute 143. So I'm like, all right, I'm watching it. And at minute 143, sure enough, your mouth hits the floor because you're like, what the fuck is that? It's just like this like sack about a three quarters of an inch around and maybe like two inches hanging from like the cheek where it starts to curve into his ass. And then, and you can't stop watching because then the next thing is I'm just like, how does he wipe? What does he do? I mean, it's going to get in the way. And then, like, if you have explosive diarrhea, it's going to splatter all over that thing because it hangs down like two inches. So <laughs> Touches then, the water when you're sitting down? I don't know. And then how do you, like, you have to, like, clean it after you, you have to wipe your ass, then clean this thing. And I'm b- bewildered because I was like, I, I would go to work just to save enough money to get this thing removed from <laughs> my ass. Cut it off. And to top that off, isn't there a point in time and any time in your life where you had an HMO and a general practitioner who would be like, yeah, I think insurance needs to cover that. That needs to come off. Um, I'm sorry. You want it done for cosmetic reasons, so we're not going to pay for it. Why would you want to keep it? It's so weird. And then he performs in porn with it. Um, There's another one with a girl with a a growth. Actually, here. (laughs) Another great podcast moment here. Visual podcast. So loud. That is pretty loud. (laughs) 
Look at, look at, there it is. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you have that removed? Yeah, it looks like like a small scrotum. Oh my god! And he like I. <laughs> It, it even, is. It's like a little tiny scrotum hanging off his ass. The bottom guy's no longer in his vagina. In her vagina, his dick's just right. So he's the head of this dude's balls are bouncing against his dick. I didn't notice that the first time because I just kept watching this. And I'm like, and it's just flapping around. It's a, it's it's, in, it's great. It's just great. I don't. It's interesting. Definitely interesting. Oh, he's back in. Now they're both going at it. Um, there's another video with a girl who has a growth on her boob. Um. That is pretty interesting. I, you know, I don't know. I like we would go from rape to uh, interesting things hanging off your, or pen, interesting appendages. Uh, yeah, well, you know, maybe people with interesting appendages deserve to. The girl would be interesting to talk to. I wonder how much, I bet she doesn't have any of that money left. Uh, the two million? I don't know, maybe. Now, come on, you're 18 years old with two million dollars. Uh, well, actually, I think the case took like four or five years to complete. So she didn't get her dough until. And I think they, if I remember correctly, they settled. So um, I think she got like a $2 million judgment and they settled for less. I'm burping. That makes for great podcast too. Oh yeah, absolutely. As I'm scanning this website, look like you could see like, she's just going to be all emaciated and shit. Like, I don't really want to see that. Um, turtle. What is it? Turtling? But they, the guy who's turtling pug faced Hispanic drinks herself. So numb that she doesn't even notice when last night's chimichanga is hanging halfway out of her asshole or laugh. Oh, that's, there's a lot of videos. There's a lot of porn bloopers, which apparently most porn bloopers revolve around, uh, girls accidentally shitting. I didn't really want to watch those either, but <laughs> I'm uh, good. The discre- yeah, the description will be like, uh, you know, it's the shot in porn when they're trying to push come out of, you know, her, the, the cream pie. And then what it called cream pie. Uh, and she's as she's trying to push it out, something else comes out. Uh, this girl here, uh, bad times at the bachelorette party. That's actually a cool video to watch, but you really got to watch it beginning to end. Um, she, it's uh, there's a, a, a segment of videos that exist where you uh, perf- you have like a bachelorette party or like a Chippendales dance party, and there are four or five porn stars that are hired for the night. Then they hire like 20, 30 beautiful girls and pay them like a hundred bucks each just to sit in the audience or to dance. They never have to get naked. They're just, they're extras. Uh, well, this girl was one of the extras, but got caught up in the moment. Cause then what it is, the dancers come out and they dance and then the porn stars are supposedly part of the regular attendees that just get it carried away. And then they fuck in front of everybody and it becomes the whole audience for them. Well, this girl <laughs> was one of the, uh, extras and got too worked up and blows the guy and he comes all over. Uh, and if you look closely, she's wearing a wedding ring. And after he comes, and this is the moment I was talking about earlier, you see the reality of everything. You can just watch it in her eyes <laughs> as everything oh, is processed shit. and what she just did. And she breaks down and just starts crying. It's hilarious. It's really great to watch. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a lot of disturbing shit on here. There's a video later on of uh, an apparent, like, it looks like it was shot in another country uh, a long time ago, a uh, apparent dead woman um, in a street, and I didn't watch it. I was like, uh, again, something that, I don't want something to scar me for life. I just want to laugh. So there you go, uh, E-F-U-K-T.com, uh, and you can find the video of the uh, 
uh, the compliance girl, the compliance girl is, uh, on one of the last pages. Um, I'm curious, like the guy who did it should totally be a motivational speaker. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got to do something now. Um, uh, you know, he's got to figure I mean, out something. Well, the court career. case is over. He can't be retried for it. I would absolutely be out there. Just well, here's what I did. Here's what you can do also. Here's the gimmicks, the things. I mean, he Well, he could, can't admit to it. He can't. He wasn't. Yeah, he's already been tried for it. No, and they found him not guilty. But because, no, they no they didn't find him not guilty. They just, they don't have, didn't have enough evidence to prosecute. There's a difference. Um, so he's acquitted of charges. He's not found not guilty. You're thinking more of when a murder is committed, evidence is uh, presented, and then someone is found not guilty. You're thinking double jeopardy. Um, and then it becomes impossible. You can't, can't be tried for the same crime tr- twice. Can't be tried for the same crime twice, yes. Um, this guy, there, there Never just, went to trial? I don't know if it went to trial, but uh, being acquitted, there wasn't enough evidence, and it's not murder. Um, so it's been done 70 times, so he actually – he was only brought to court for, for the, the one Kentucky. Um, so you could, he could be tried 69 more times. <laughs> uh, so there's statute limitations on that. I don't know. And that would be the one to figure out. Yeah, uh, I know there isn't one on murder, but then again, there is no statute of limitations on civil suits. So if he admits his guilt and has a successful career, everybody that he, you know, did this well, 69 or whatever. People. Sue him. <laughs> yeah. They're all going to sue him. So, it sucks that, yeah, I mean, he can't get away with one of the best crimes. <laughs> he, he committed the perfect crime uh, and he can't really do anything. And he has a movie about it. Um, yeah, but doesn't uh, get anything from that. I Googled him. And, no, because it's a documentary. It's a docudrama. Um, I think they only have to buy the rights of the story from one of the participants which could have been the girl, the guy in jail, or the manager, or any of the employees that were at the... The janitor himself. Uh, yeah, he, the, janitor. the smart woman is probably like, I'm going to sell this shit. I'm going to make some money. Right. Uh, the filmmakers seem to be uh, entwined with uh, the people who are involved with the movie. So uh, I'm guessing that probably any proceeds, you know, somehow there's some deal worked out. They didn't just make it behind their back. Um, but then again, I don't know who knows it's fucking Hollywood. It was, I think it was a Weinstein release. So, you know, Bob and Harvey make hmm. as much money as they possibly oh, can. Exactly. Yeah. They, they made millions off it. I'm sure. Right. Uh, I don't know. That. Actually, I don't think the movie has been very successful. Um, it will be after this podcast. Maybe. Everyone's going to be going, I got to yeah. see that. Got to see compliance. Um, so yeah, you, you should see it. There's a girl who played her cute also. She, yeah. Cuter. The girl who plays her is cuter than the girl uh, in real life. And the girl who plays her, um, I was confused because I, I had sort of recognized her and she had never been naked before. So I was like, how are they going to do this? Because I, I, I didn't think that she was going to do the nudity. And she did. Um, and Hathaway did. We saw her cute little boobies and they were awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, which, and they were good. Which is, <clears throat> it, it screwed up too because like, I mean, I love the nude scene in every movie. Um, so I feel like a pig when I'm looking forward to the nude scene in a rape movie. <laughs> I mean, it's just wrong, right? Um, with Becky, uh, Dreama Walker is who it is. Um, she sounds familiar. Yeah. Let's see. She was, uh, oh, she, she was in the sitter. Um, is she the one that's in, uh, don't trust the bee in apartment yeah, 23. She's the that's bee. Her. Yes. Yeah. 
No. Is she the B? Uh, June Colburn. Oh, no. She's the she's Yeah, because the, the, B, the B is a brunette. Yeah. I haven't watched that. You watch that? I do watch that. I think it's pretty funny. That's her. Yeah. Dreamer. Also good podcasting. <laughs> that, that's that's her right there. Yeah, that's yep, her. Yep, Look at her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's her. Visual world of podcasting. Uh, so I was like, uh, when I, I looked her up, I'm like, oh, she's got a sitcom. There's no way that this girl is going to get naked, but we get to see her boobies. There she is in compliance. They call this restaurant, the fictional restaurant, the Chick Witch. McDougal's. <laughs> but think about it. Isn't that awesome? What a fucking awesome name for the restaurant, Chick Witch. It sounds like a fast food restaurant, but. The manager does this to her. She's a chick, the chick witch. I was like, oh, these guys are so smart. Much smarter than me. Um, I, I bow to their filmmaking greatness. Hmm. Um, so there we go. 56 minutes about one movie. All right. Compliance. <laughs> and the, I didn't feel like a guest right. star today. I'm just saying that. Um, uh, why do you feel like you actively participated? No, that's why. I'm just not a guest star in this one. This was Vince telling the story yeah, of this compliance. Yeah, this was me. Mostly me excitedly talking about it. So the, the topic of this one is compliance. Compliance. Excitedly talking about it and being demented. Uh, all right. So uh, I'm Vince Roca. I'm Michael Hutchinson. Uh, leave your comments, suggestions, feedback, and all that stuff on iTunes. We'll read those. Michael definitely will. Absolutely. He checks every moment of every day. Uh, and for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.